this attitude that they sort of snuck in some through some loophole. No, no, these women are capable and talented and uh, can do anything the men can do, but we must level the playing field. Hello and welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Dream Mentorship is an international online community. Our podcast is for women who want more out of life, who are ready to make a positive difference, and who dare to dream. Listen for motivating conversations with industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are thriving in life and business. We are here to help you live your dream because your dream is valid. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. And um, This is Dream Mentorship Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Meg Jane Creighton. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to our special guest, Jean Bolte. I just learned how to say her name properly today. Um, <laughs> it has a, a Scottish background. And I, I, I just learned some history today about that. I'm so excited. And I want you to get to know her and uh, she's going to share what she does for a living. Um, it's a, this is pretty cool stuff. I'm sure your mind will be blown away. She started out her visual effects career in the London film business. Um, in the 1980s, she moved from California for her job at ILM model shop working for judge lucas she was also one of the very first female uh, women few female in her field so we're going to start from the very very beginning and just ask jane to kind of introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself whatever she wants to share and then we can ask her some questions on how she got to be um, a visual effect um, um, how she started her career in visual effects all right over to you jane how are you Oh, I'm just great, Mac Jane. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. And uh, it's something, of course, I really enjoy is talking about myself and my career. And uh, the fact that I have worked at Industrial Light and Magic for over 31 years, which um, is a company that's, you know, it's very close to my heart. Uh, the, the people there have been like a family to me. And so uh, I feel very lucky, you know, that I had this, this, uh, this journey. Right. Um, I can tell you how it started. Would you like me to oh, talk about yes, that? Yes, go ahead. want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started out when I was uh, in London and I was a student there and I stayed on really kind of semi-illegally um, working there until I was able to be a legal worker. And I worked in the theater because that was a place that can really kind of scoop you up and make you feel mm -hmm. that you belong. Right. Um, it attracts eccentric people and creative people and gave me great opportunities to learn how to collaborate, how to do a lot of different skills that were applicable to the film business. Right. So I would highly recommend that to somebody who wants to start out actually in, in the business in because the theater pays almost nothing. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you end up with seven roommates and um, oh, but you get all sorts of practical experience for like costumes and makeups and props right. and, and they'll turn you loose because they need good people. Mm. So that led me to having an opportunity to work on movies because um, a lot of American big budget films were being made in London at the mm -hmm. time. And um, I worked for uh, Jim Hansen's company on Labyrinth. 
And um, it was a David Bowie film that some people may know of, of and Grace Token, a few other films. And then I was given the opportunity. ILM called me. Wow. They called me at three in the morning because they got the time wrong. And wow. I was actually having a party. And <laughs> I wor- worked, I talked to them and they said, would you like to work here? And I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I negotiated my whole salary and everything on the phone. And the next day, wow. I woke up not, not sure if that had actually happened, you know, uh, <laughs> But it was so lucky, you know, I have to say, I've been greatly graced with good fortune and people who've helped me. And um, that was one of the places where I felt like I I just had a a piece of luck. And so I came to ILM and, um, you know, I have to say now I feel it's important for me to really recognize when people have helped me and to be able to try to turn that back and um, make sure that I'm, you know, doing what I can to extend other people who are starting out. And that's what I'm so glad that you're doing this, um, Mac Jane, because I think this is the sort of thing that that, you know, we need to be very conscious of is, is that first break, you know, that first Mm -hmm. time somebody might trust you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's going to lead me to ask what exactly is a digital artist or texture artist um, on films like, you know, you did for Iron Man. What does that look like? What exactly is that? Well, the first work that I did there, which led into into um, digital effects, was in, in the model shop where I was making mm-hmm. costumes and miniatures and models, you know, um, men and mm-hmm. women both, but it was largely a boys club. And mm-hmm. so uh, that that sort of work involves you making something like um, a- animatronic, you know, a, a character, mm-hmm. rubber rubber character that speaks or um, a set, an environment, a spaceship, um, a mountain. Um, uh, and I, I worked there for about, I don't know, eight years. And then the opportunity came. I saw what was going on at ILM, which was hugely groundbreaking, was the work that was going on in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I didn't work on Jurassic Park, but I was lucky enough to be around those who were, and they showed me what they were doing. And it turned the whole industry on its head. Um, no one had ever seen anything like this. So I trained, they trained me, the company was good enough to train me to, um, and those of us who wanted to make a transfer from uh, the practical world into the digital world. Yeah. And so that's where I got my opportunity to do, and to answer your question, to be um, a texture painter means that I am um, taking a model and putting, mm-hmm. you know, computer models are, they, they, computers really are basically, um, you know, they don't give you anything back. So you have to feed in the, the age and the detail and the, the feathers and the fur and the rust and the, right. the things that make it look real. And yeah. that's, that's the color, of course, but also the texture. Um, so that's, the, that's where texture painters come in. That's amazing. That's an amazing job to do. So um, just to back up a little bit on what you just said earlier, um, I'm, I'm going to take it that the training you got from your job or what was what actually inspired you to desire a career in visual effects or was it something that you've always known you wanted to do right from when you were in London? I have to say, I did not have a clear career path and nobody that I work with, especially back Mm -hmm. then in the model shop, had one either. We all went through different walks of life to end up 
together. And I actually think that that is often what makes the, what made us as strong as we were as a group, because somebody might have a medical background, somebody might be an expert in, in, in car design, somebody might have a, a, an expertise in um, uh, storytelling and um, writing and, but, but yet they found their way into the, into the shop. And so this, this incredible mix of uh, backgrounds really, really matters. And I would say to anybody out there, I think it's fine if you don't know where you're going to end up because you follow the thing that you love and that you care about, and it will add up to being valuable to you. Um, I think it's, it's, if, if, if you have a passion for something, um, you don't have to feel that you're that you're not on some clear track to a goal to a high paying job right. follow that thing that you care about and that you love and mm-hmm. um and it it will benefit you you know it will be part of your own portfolio right that is so so important and i'm glad that you brought that up especially for our our young ladies these days um sometimes we tend to have that, oh, money, I want to get the money and not necessarily go after what they're passionate about. Um, Can you share just a little bit more on that, Um, kind of encouraging, um, you know, the young ladies out there how to choose what you're most passionate about um, instead of focusing more on, you know, the paycheck? Well, I think that you also, in the art field, there's another um, component. There's several things I could say about this. One is that I think you also have to pay attention to the science. Art and science are inextricably linked. And even Mm -hmm. color theory has a scientific background. Composition is based on mathematics. So I think, you know, if you're interested in the arts, be sure that you you pursue other aspects that of, of art, all things that interest you. Look at nature, study it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get inspired by the fact that, that looking at a bird's wing and how it's constructed and the fact that it's almost miraculous when you study something like that of all the, the pattern and how, how birds, mm-hmm. you know, are capable of flight. Th- that's a biological scientific basis for something that you can mm-hmm. feed into your art and it will make it look more real. So study everything that interests you. Don't feel that you just have to focus on, on, on one thing. And I also, here's another thing I really feel strongly about. Yeah. I don't think you need to know, if you're interested in computer graphics and you're an artist, I think it's important to get the work into your hands. When mm-hmm. I started out in the business, there was very little computer graphics. I was, it wasn't in the film industry for certain, and it was just uh, something nobody considered to be useful. Um, and so, you know, Photoshop wasn't even existing when I started. Um, but if you can draw, get the most primitive tools mm-hmm. you can find, get pencils and, 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 and right. yeah, get clay, get, make things with your hands so that if, mm-hmm. you know, in 10 years, there may be computer graphics might not even be the way to do things, or, or there may not mm-hmm. be computer programs now that, that are there now, they won't exist then. So that you can apply your skills to anything that, 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 you know, comes your way because it's, it's right. in you, it's part of you. It's not something that, that is outside of your, your skill set. That is correct. Absolutely. 
Um, in terms of working in a male-dominated industry, what were some of the challenges you faced as a woman and how were you able to rise up um, to work? In, for example, you've worked in Lucas uh, Film for 31 years. How were you able to sustain your position there and do all the great things that you do? Um, well, thank you. Um, I have to say when I started out in London working on, on the films, this was before Anita Hill. I used to go when I would when when one when a person would go into the stage, which is where they do the shooting, and there were all the the plasterers and laborers and painters. They used to abuse the women verbally from their the safety of being up high on their ladders and their you know catwalks, and um, it was horrible. And oh, wow. we just put up with it. And I didn't mm. realize at the time how offensive it really was right. because that was the culture back then and it has shifted dramatically. So when mm. I came to ILM in California, I can't tell you the shock of going onto the set there and I was ready for, you know, something, some verbal. And the, the, uh, the stagehands were polite and they mm. were respectful. And I felt like I had landed in another world. And um, ILM has always maintained this tradition, even before, you know, it was a public issue of that women must be treated with respect. Um, However, I must say there is, you know, there is something to be said for the fact that there's not enough women in the business. I'm very concerned about that and, and involved in that in the company right now. And I think that there's three prongs to it. One is we must educate and reach out and get them as young as possible to see women doing this work. I think it's very important for elementary school girls to look up and see a woman presenting about this and say, okay, I can, you know, there's no confusion there. I, this is something I can do. The second thing is um, I think that we need to hire obviously more women. Mm. And um, (laughs) I have to, ILM is doing both of those things and I am very happy Mm. about that. Um, but the third one is really in some ways the one that I think we have the longest to go on and that is to promote Mm -hmm. from within you tick a box and the company says okay yes we've hired these people well have you really mentored them have you really supported them and encouraged them and given them the opportunity to have good experience and be ready to take to get the promotion or have Mm -hmm. you you know focused your attention on 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 more on the men so mm-hmm. um, all three of those things, I think, need to work together for us. And I, I also have a theory that what we're doing is we're not giving more opportunities to women. Mm. I think that can sound like we're giving them some unfair advantage. What I think right. we need to do is level the playing field. And so mm-hmm. I really like to see that be the language is that we are making sure that women are playing on a level playing field and that they're not being given some they're not being this attitude that they sort of snuck in some through some loophole no no these women are women are capable and talented and uh, can do anything the men can do but we must level the playing field that's awesome yes uh i love that (laughs) (laughs) there's so much glass ceiling that we feel like that women we have to break um 
all the time, and especially in our words. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I was going to ask you, you know, uh, how we can promote and attract more women to um, an industry like yours. Um, so I think I'll just, because you, pre- you pretty much answered um, that question in some way, but I'm going to link it up to the next one, which is uh, what advice um, do you want to give to young people who are interested in pursuing a career in computer graphics or visual, um, 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 visual, um, being a visual, um, digital uh, artist, or, you know, in terms of what you do, texture artists, I never even knew that existed before now. So (laughs) it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of careers out there that we don't even realize that they exist until you get into. And I like what you also said earlier on about just not um, getting your hands you know, dirty in the sense of learning different things, um, not just focusing, oh, I want to be a doctor, learn the different aspects of medicine, for example, and to decide what you never know which path you're going to be linked to or what you will end up doing in the future. Right. Um, so that was that was great advice. So, but just taking it a little bit further, what would you tell a young lady that is interested in, in a career in computer graphics? Uh, what would you tell them today? Well, I, you know, I think this can be true for any career, but it is very, very true for the film business. 50% is what you can do. And that's really important. You have to hone your skill. You have to be curious. You have to, to, um, you know, really look to the people who are doing the good work and study what they're doing and contact them. So 50% mm-hmm. of, of it, you know, get, get your own mentors, even if they don't, might not know they're a mentor for you, but you're admiring mm-hmm. them and you look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, that's half of it. But the other half is people have to want to work with you. Mm. And that is equally as important because I really believe that you can, we can train people for skill, but we cannot train people to be, good collaborators and this particular business Mm -hmm. and a lot of other businesses really um, collaboration is critical so you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that you are coming into the job with an attitude that you are prepared to really put Mm -hmm. your you, you know your own vision is important but you also right. have to get a perspective and you do not say no to a director. You have to know your, mm. your place and you also have to be encouraging and collaborative and, and, and not try to be the, the, the person who is getting all the attention because you won't, be, yeah. you won't get it. Um, you're part of a group. You're part of a team. And so make sure that you make yourself extremely um, extremely you know good you know somebody who that that people want to work with and then you can pick up your skills as you go that's amazing all right so some high points in your career like the irish man uh star wars prequels the avengers and this year you attended the oscars and of course you got nominated for two hours and won one on deep water horizon visual effects award and 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 i know that you're doing a lot of other great stuff that is probably not in the in the spotlight that people don't get to see uh what is that like what is it like 
you know, doing all this great stuff and going, attending the Oscars. I've never attended the Oscars. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, it's that what we see on TV. And um, it's, I mean, it's beautiful to see the lights and all the pictures and the paparazzi and all of that. What is life like? Can you give us a glimpse of what it is for an ordinary girl with, with big dreams um, to to be in your position, to, you know, walk the red carpet. What is, what is, what is that for you? Well, first of all, I'll say that I was at, um, I'm a member of the Academy and I'm very proud that I was, um, I, I was admitted to the Academy a couple of years ago um, and uh, for the visual effects branch. And I was way, my seats were way up high. Um, I was given tickets to the Academy, um, partly because I worked on The Irishman, which was nominated, and partly because I'm in, in the Academy and they issue tickets to um, mm -hmm. members, um, but not everyone gets to go. Uh, you, if you're lucky, your name comes up. So there, there are various ways to get to the Oscars, but I, I was not somebody, I was on the sidelines. I was not a star. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the stars. It was fabulous to be there. <laughs> It was so lovely to be there. And I see that is one yeah. of the, it's a great perk. But here's the other side of it, uh, Mac Jane, is that um, a lot of the time that the job is really, um, you, you're sitting, you're working, you're not doing anything glamorous. And also, mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned some of the high points in my career, but I can honestly tell you that I have enjoyed things that no one ever knew I worked on. Um, in the model shop early on, I worked on um, a, a cat litter commercial and I was, yeah. I found just as much to love and be proud of in that job as yeah. anything else that I have worked on because you have to, to find that the work is every day. The Oscars right. come, come once in a while and that's great, but the work is every day sitting down and enjoying the thing that you do. And that is the payoff is, is, is your day in, day out world, you know, and you get something, you learn something from every single job, hopefully, mm -hmm. so that even if it's something that it wasn't the, the end result, didn't nobody cared about it or it didn't end yeah. up being a great movie. I can still look at it and feel like my part of that I can be proud of and that I, mm -hmm. I, I got something out of it. So, uh, yes going to the Oscars was wonderful. And, um, you know, that is something that I think that if you're, that you should dream about doing, if you, if you right. in this business, because there's no reason not to think that you can be, uh, one of the people on the red carpet, which I was, you know, I was not someday I could maybe still shoot for that. But I also think that mm -hmm. it's important to get a perspective on it, that it's the day yeah. in day out that you have to love in order to, to sustain you you know yes that is so cool <laughs> i love that i really love charting with you we're gonna uh, uh end this recording shortly um but i have one more question which is our famous question and uh you know uh i'll take it i'll tell you to look at it from you know maybe back then when you were a little girl or even right now um what is that one dream that you know you feel you've always said i want to accomplish this in my lifetime what it, what would that be for you well <laughs> honestly my dream was to work in ilm um when mm -hmm. i saw star wars and then i saw a movie called the abyss which used computer graphics and i looked at yeah. i was still in london then and i looked at the screen and i said 
I want to work there because they can do uh-huh. anything. And yeah. to be able to have had that happen was a dream come true yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I still have dreams of my own because I think it's another thing I'll just say quickly is if, if you're an mm-hmm. artist and you're working in a collaborative field, it's really good to have your own work and to be an artist of your, on your own, with your own easel, that nobody can come up and tell you that they want to change it and that they, you need to do it over 10 times so that mm-hmm. you are free to feel that you have your own, you know, pl- thing. And then it makes it a lot easier to listen to criticism of the work that I do. Um, so I still have dreams about being able to show my work in a gallery and um, mm-hmm. maybe someday eventually I will achieve that too. Yeah. Hey, we always say uh, dream mentorship, every dream is valid. And you <laughs> absolutely have shown that to us today, um, you know, real life that, you know, if you have dreams, don't give up on it. It might take a long time, but eventually it would come to pass. So thank you so much, Jane, for chatting with us and sharing your life with us. It's really exciting and it's such a pleasure to get to meet you and um, hear all the great things that you're doing. This has really been such an honor talking with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was my great pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Of course, this is Dream Mentorship Podcast, and I'm your host, Mac Jane Creighton. And I want to say a special thank you, of course, to our podcast management intern, Edie Ferdick, for helping with the editing of this podcast. Until next time, if you have questions, you know, forget to check us out at dreammentorship.org, or you can send us an email at info at dreammentorship.org. All right, people. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Dream Mentorship Podcast with our host, Mac Jane Creighton. If you like our show and would like to learn more, you may check us out at dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited and produced by Edie Frederick. Remember to join us next week for more female empowerment.